0: Everybody,
1: hi all. This is Alan Freed,
0: the old king of the moon and a w- hearty welcome to all our thousands of friends in northern Ohio, Ontario, Canada, western New York, western Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Joining all us folks around the Cleveland area here will be thousands of listeners over in New York City and New Jersey. Listen to us over in Newark, New York. Who's
2: got the best boogie
1: in a motor city? Who's got their hippest rap in the nation?
0: Detroit's only rock and roll station. Serving the universe from the rock and roll capital of the world. We are 100.7 Buzzard Radio. WMMS. Cleveland. That's one small step for man... One giant leap for mankind.
2: Take me back to midwest of midnight. 10,000 watts of holy life on my way. It's
0: clear. Off the cap, have a good ball wherever you are. Enjoy Aaron Brew, 102, and The Moondog Show.
2: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This
0: is Midnight Menace. What's happening? It's Double D coming to you live
2: from the middle part of America. We're not in Seattle. We're not in Austin, New York, or LA. Our logo is no logo. I sit next to the hammer. I am Double D, and you are listening to the number one podcast
0: on the planet Earth. Well, thank you very much. Double D for that awesome introduction. Every time you do it, I swear to God, it sounds like you're either fucking constipated or you're going to have an aneurysm. I am kind of constipated. But let me uh, welcome everybody here to a special coronavirus in in Dad's Garage edition. Do you have coronavirus?
2: Midwest Midnight. I don't think I've got it. Do you got it? I think we got it. You know what? Here's what I've been told. If you listen to the wrong podcast you oh, can get true. coronavirus i also heard And uh, we paid the extra 5.95 yes we did so that if you're listening to midwest midnight right now thanks mom we can guarantee that you will not get the coronavirus and in fact i kicked in the extra buck 75 that okay you are now protected you are now protected that's what i've been told if you're listening right now this podcast can deliver protection from the coronavirus Thank you for listening
0: And congratulations You will not get sick uh, Disclaimer We will provide protection But we we cannot uh, prevent you from making babies Well, well, let me stop Old grandma sagging skin Take it Um, never heard it But old grandma sagging skin Snagged a s- fucking signed whiting Tell
2: me you think of that And you can make a baby
0: Oh, I, no I, way, I, man. I can get hard off of anything, bro. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Give me a story off of grandma sagging skin well, the other that you can make th- a baby The to. other day, I was in the store, and this fucking old lady. She what? had grandma sagging skin? I'm telling you right now, like, her labia. Was it folding? Did it look like a vagina? Her labia dropped down lower her than labia? her nipa- nipples. Yes, and I still was like. I, I saw a oh. bitch the other day in yoga pants. I can make a coronavirus mask out of her lips hey, and of her labia. Hey, double D- have you ever seen this video? And it was before coronavirus was like huge, huge. It's this bitch, she's a bartender. She's got a fat ass, right? She grabs a corona in her ass. She a Corona beer? Bottle. Okay. She opens the motherfucker with the bottle opener on the bar, and then the guy grabs out of her ass. And it was like, This is how coronavirus started. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you know what? I
2: read a thing the other day, thirty eight percent of all Americans believe they can get coronavirus by drinking Corona beer. Let me tell you a story. Oh, I, wow. Hey, hey, you ever get married? You ever yes. get married, Hammer? Oh yeah. yeah me too. Yeah, I did it twice. One time I took my wife to Cancun. Try not to cry. Hungry, try not to cry. And I decided to try Corona because I'm in Mexico, right? And they tell you one thing when you go to down I didn't Mexico think they way. Sold it in don't Mexico. drink the water. Because, dude, man.
0: But isn't it called something else? Oh, it's got some nasty shit in it. It's got like
2: amoebas of untold nature and bacteria and shit. Oh, absolutely. So I thought, i would drink Corona because I'm in Mexico, right? They don't have it. Bullshit. They had it. And it was cheaper than water. But here's the thing I didn't realize. They bottled Corona in Mexico with the water.
0: In Mexico. You know, shit, I always heard that like in oh Mexico. Oh my god I, In Mexico I heard that they didn't sell Corona and just like in, the, in Australia they don't sell fosters. Australian for Do you like
2: foster lighter?
0: I uh, hate it. It's dude. okay. You know what I really did uh, dig for a while was St. Paulie's Girl. It's like a white St. Paulie's Girl. Where's that from? Um, I fuck. I don't even know. But it's like it's not like a dark colored beer. It was a light colored beer in a green bottle. It was more like expensive oh, kind of beer. Okay, they're good. They're fucking good. I actually. Well, I'll tell them.
2: you what, man. We're, this is Midwest Midnight. One of the things that we really harp on here, man. And I want you people to take this seriously. We're not from New York, man. We're not from the yes. very cool Seattle area or Austin with the red hot southwest. Or We're not Los Angeles, man, where they make most of your pictures. This is the heart of fucking America. My name is Double D. I am from Cleveland, Ohio. Did you did you did you come from a suburb? No. I was born in fucking Cleveland. If I go to get my birth certificate, I'm from Cleveland. And you know what? I can't change that, so I don't apologize for it. I'm from Cleveland. The man next to me, Hammer, he's from Detroit, man. He was born in the city where Henry Ford made historical ways, historical ways for the planet to industrialize hey, themselves. Look, you got to introduce Cleveland. Detroit Usher's and I Cleveland. To fucking Detroit, Detroit, Detroit and Cleveland. Midwest right. Midnight. We're in the middle part of America. We're real. Our logo is no logo. Hammer. Hey. Hammer, tell me the truth. Do not lie because we're broadcasting worldwide. Have you ever been through
0: a harder 60 days in your life than you have right now? Uh, Double D, no. And, and let me explain so people are, aren't uh, you know, guessing no, what no, you're talking about. Hey, no, no, no. And let me just go back on to what you were talking about. Cleveland, Detroit. Yeah, that, that story it starts out and it stinks. Cleveland, but we get to Detroit, guys, and it gets a lot sweeter. But look, here we go. Uh, last 60 days, it, it has been absolutely rough for me. Hey. I, actually, I just got out from doing a 30-day sentence in jail. A what? Please report. A 30-days in jail. Oh, um, 30 be, days hey, in the hole For being a bonehead. For and what? Honestly, like, one thing that you learn... Is that when, a misdemeanor, hey. being a bonehead? <laughs> yep. One, one thing you learn when you're in there is how to self-reflect, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been rough. Now, best guy you met while you were 30 days. Best guy. What's his name?
2: Nickname. No names, really.
0: Best guy you met. Weirdly enough, the best guy I met 30 days while I was in there mm-hmm. was a black fellow. His name was Justin. Okay,
2: and continue on. His 60 name is Davis. Then go on.
0: It's been held, double D. Uh, now, if you want me to get into some of the like things that happen inside. In your of own there. words. All right, let me just tell you guys one cool thing that came out of this, right? Okay. So look, we're sitting in there, and we're always playing cards every single day, right? Of course, we're playing spades. That's you know, that's the uh, that's the game that all the black fowls like to play, and, and, and that's great, whatever. So look, I organize a tournament, double mm. D. I organize a tournament. I have a partner. Who? Little side note here. This guy, I played with him for five days. One day, one of the black belts called me and I said, "You don't even know his fucking name." <laughs> I go, "Yeah, I do." And I call. I go, "My guy." I called him my guy. I swear to you, Dave. For 25 days after that. He did not have a name. Everybody just called him my guy. But look, so we did a spades tournament. Me and my guy, we won the whole fucking tournament. We beat everybody. So I paid the Mexicans in my pod, a Raymond Noodle, to make me a spades championship belt, Calhoun County 2020, out of fucking paper towel. Look, this is the baddest motherfucking belt you ever fucking seen. And these Mexicans in there, which is another story are amazing. Hey, you know what? we get got all the time in the world. What's the Mexican? Why? Okay, well, listen. There are Mexican fellows sitting in jail right yeah, now. Yeah? They have done nothing wrong. Right. Okay, besides coming here illegally. But oh, look, yeah. No, want to make a life for their family? Look, no, oh, that's hey, terrible. I just want to tell you, guys that have been in this country for 23 years, they have made a life for their family. Kids and everything. And here. now they're in jail. And now they're in jail. And because, Mich- or not Michigan, America wants to deport them. And Mexico doesn't want them back. So So they're nowhere. I met dudes in there from Cuba Mexico. They've been in there over a year just waiting to go home. Do not lie to me. Tell me the truth. Did you like these people? They were the best people I've ever met in my entire life. Did you consider them Americans? I did. Why? Let's retract on that. I consider them friends. Right away. Listen, my first day in there, I'm walking. Did you around. consider them American? If you guys don't know Hammer, I'm a fucking fat kid. Okay. No, you're so, not. No, no, I like to eat. That's what I mean. So you're look, the first day i gets first a, a tip top peak physical condition. By the well, way, well, I wouldn't go that. Far. Look, so I'm moping around in there the first day. I haven't met anybody. This Mexican dude comes up to me. He doesn't know how to speak any English. And he goes, "Yes." And he gave me his last fucking Raymond noodle that he. Wait a possessed. second. Hold on.
2: He saw that you were hungry. This Mexican guy saw that yes. you were hungry, and he had one Raymond Manila
0: left. Left. In his commissary. And he gave it to the white boy.
2: Well. Hey, hey, let me you tell you. You know what I'm thinking? Let me tell you. Here's what I'm thinking as Double D. Let me,
0: let me just. That's an American. Let me just tell you real quick. That's an American. I, I said yes reluctantly because you were hungry. I said yes and I went in the bathroom before I ate that thing and I cried like a little girl because this guy that did Kindness. Didn't, that guy, he did not know me at all. Kindness. He took care of me. Now let me tell you, for the rest of the time there, there were many different cubes inside of our pod. I stayed inside the Mexican pod where not a single one of them spoke English, but every single one of them would do anything for me and I would have done the same for them. It was honestly like, I learned something about this new culture that like... I sort of got, I was like, when I get out of here, I almost want to go to school and just defend people like you guys. First off, there'd be so much money in it, right? These guys seriously are sent away for doing nothing. They didn't even get in trouble just for being Spanish. And they're No, there just for being Mexican. Sitting there, fucking like, uh, just. Let me ask you a
2: question, and I want you to be dead, solid, honest, and tell these people on the internet the truth. If you, you are one of the most. And I swear to God, I've been around some senators, congressmen. You are one of the most patriotic people I ever met. Right now, folks, as we speak, he's wearing an American hat. Okay? You're one of the most patriotic people I ever met. And you're talking about Mexicans. Okay? So if you serve two years... In the United States Armed Forces. I don't care if you're Puerto Rican. I don't care if you're Dominican. You I, don't if you're Mexican, I don't care if you're Mexican. I don't care if you're Filipino. If you serve two years in the uniform of the United States military, do you believe, in your opinion, there is no right answer, do you believe that automatically automatically qualifies you to be an American
0: citizen? If you are going to fight for a country that you don't belong to, you absolutely are considered an American citizen. Now I have a different That's your opinion. I have a different story about this. My ex's father. Okay. He's from Malta. Malta? Yes. Okay. Their whole family is Maltese. Damn. Listen, he fought in Vietnam. Are they little white dogs? <laughs> no, they're real tan, they got fat feet. Okay. But look, fat feet? He fought in Vietnam. Oh, really? He did not receive his... As an American citizen or as a Maltese citizen? Maltese. Okay. He did not receive his green card until he was 68 years old. Oh, my God. Isn't that fucked? It's totally
2: fucked. It is fucked up. Now, look, If before, you fight for our country, I think you should be, look, be an American.
0: Like, unfortunately, I had to go to There's jail. a guy
2: in a white house that has orange skin that never fought for our country. Never fought for our country, and there's a hell of a lot in Congress that never fought for our country. There's a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot that I see in state senates and Senate congressmen and governors that never fought for our country. If you got the balls, the balls. Folks, if you don't know, Double D, me, 17 years on the radio in Northeast Ohio... 14 of the 17 years I was the number one rated afternoon jock in Akron, Cleveland, Canton. Look it up. Arbitron ratings. This cannot be lied about. Okay? He played disco music. I did not. Every day I rolled out of bed, I had to perform in front of 81,000 people. Okay? That was my life. That was my life. And the fact of the matter is, I decided this is stupid that people think I'm famous. Just because I'm on the radio, they acted like I was part of their family. I would do a car dealership grand opening or a Lawson's store, grocery store grand opening. People ask me for an autograph. I'm like, oh, poor kid from a trailer park. What the hell do you want my autograph for, you know? But the fact of the matter is that I decided if this is actually famous and this is stupid and you people think it's real, then I'm going to turn it into something good, something positive. American Heart Association, American Cancer Society, United Way, no. You know what I chose? I chose Disabled American Veterans. Do you know why I chose to volunteer for them? Untold amounts of hours. I stayed on the radio one time, 49 consecutive hours, till we met our goal for Northeast Ohio, and I was made nan- of the year for disabled American veterans of Ohio because nobody stands up to say, hey, give me a stroke. Hey, stand up and give me diabetes. I'd sure like cancer. Would you give me a heart attack? But disabled American veterans, they stood up and said, I'll fight for my country. I'll do it. I'll go. And that's why Double D chose disabled American veterans And that's why I volunteered to help
0: them. Hey, tons of credit to you for that, Double D. I have no more respect for anybody in this world that went and fought for our fucking freedoms. Let's let's change this tone here. Okay, listen. Let's let's break it up here. Listen. So wait a second before we go on. You didn't murder
2: nobody. You didn't stab nobody. You didn't hit a woman. No. You didn't
0: fucking do anything that is violent. I made a bonehead move that, that I regret, I, and, and um, I paid for it. And, and now we here should we are. say
2: to the folks out there, he's not doing two and a half years in a federal penitentiary. Okay, we're talking about twenty five days in a fucking county facility. Right? You dumbass, boneheaded which, shit. Which but the fact, fact is, Hammer's a fucking outlaw, and he's sure. always been an outlaw Ooh, his entire yeah. life. You know. So I'll challenge you to go find. Go find I challenge you right now to turn us off and go find another po- turn us off and go find another podcast right, where you got a seventeen year veteran on the radio and a guy who just got out of doing thirty days in a penitentiary. If you can find that combination i welcome I welcome you to turn us off and go find them. If hey. you're still here, you're in for some real entertainment, folks, because this is Midwest Midnight.
0: Hey, this is uh, Chuck Stamper, and uh, I got I have diabetes. I got what? I got diabetes. Diabetes. So, so last week, yeah. uh, I asked my wife for a bowl of ice cream, and the bitch brought me chocolate. What? So I I beat my wife. The next day, I woke up and I realized my wife's been dead for ten years. Damn! Who did I beat? I think it's probably a nurse. Diabetes. Don't beat your wife.
2: Double D, what's happening, Double D right here, and I'm telling you, this is the intersection of classic, rocking a lot of humor and a whole bunch of sports, But damn man with this coronavirus, there ain't no sports going on, but I will say, Hammer, I know you were in a box for 30 fucking days, but I got some news for you, my friend. Oh, please do tell just as natural as a bowel movement. It happened with every great quarterback. Johnny Unitas. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, it happened with Joe Namath and the Los Angeles Rams. It happened Bernie Kosar and the Dallas Cowboys. But now, nah, Peyton Manning went to Denver. I will give Peyton Manning props because he won a Super Bowl. None of those other quarterbacks were just terrible at their new places. But Tom Brady... At his age, advanced age of 42, has now left the New England Patriots. No, we are no, doing no. this from Detroit, Michigan, no farther than what? 25 miles where the man played his college ball at the University of Michigan. Six Ron Jeff choice. So many passed over. And they call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I'll disagree, but you're from Michigan. Oh, niss-
0: no disagreeing here.
2: Ah, well, we're going to see because oh, now he plays Get to for it. the Tampa Bay. Oh. Bah! This
1: hey
0: this is so your fun. reaction hammer. Oh, Dave! I literally I can't. I'm cringing even imagining seeing TB12 in a red fucking buccaneer jersey. Orange, uh, isn't it, dude? It's uh, whatever the fuck it is. Listen, I am absolutely sick. Now, he does have receivers there, and I'll tell you another thing. Why he probably did go there? Okay, they have an awesome fucking coach. Um, what's his name? Um, You can't think of Bruce Arians, is that Bruce Arians? Arians. This guy is. See, that's
2: why you keep double lot. Bruce Arians has been around since like
0: Moses. Listen, I truly hope that Tommy retires before the fucking season. Hey, listen, people. You know what? People like you got to keep your legacy. Like, hey, Tommy. Like, honestly, he must think that he can truly win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay this season to have kept on a roster. Let me give you a scenario. Just retire. Man, just, just retired. That's your that's your advice. Just well, here's retired. the thing: is like, I think that he will still have top five numbers this year. But like, oh man, your legacy okay, in New England. You Can you imagine him going to New England and getting booed? Let me give you a scenario:
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, twenty twenty.
0: Then what's his legacy? Oh, I'm sorry. That's just all. The that's intergalactic. Yeah, my brain just fucking blew out of my ears. But listen... Would if he be,
2: not be, not only, no. not only the greatest football, but maybe the
0: greatest, period? Better than Muhammad Ali? Better listen, than Michael Jordan? this is either going to go one of two ways. Number one... Tom Brady is going to show everybody and shut everybody up that ever said he was a system quarterback. That said that it's just Bilicek that that wins the games there, right? Okay. Or he's going to look like fucking trash and ruin his legacy. Now, it may not be ruined because everyone can say, well, he was 42, so, you know, let's give him a pass on that. Oh, my God, I'm having such a hard time fathoming this. He must truly believe that he is likely to win a Super Bowl. To stay on to a roster this year, Tampa Bay. I thought he would go to another team like that is already set and poised to to win. Um, um, okay. Maybe Houston. Um, Let me give
2: you another scenario, and I want your true reaction to it. Okay. Knowing what you know about football. And by the way, folks, I just want to mention something. Okay. About this guy sitting next to me. I'm Double D. This is The Hammer. You're listening to Midwest Midnight podcast, the number one podcast on the planet earth. I went out and was looking for a guy named Tim Shaw where we broadcast from here in Detroit. I'm from Cleveland, but this dude's from Detroit. Where we broadcast from is kind of suburban, but really close to Detroit. This guy, Tim Shaw, is something else. And I wanted to see what he was all about. And there was this tackle, this great big guy in the 79 uniform who was blasting holes that a semi-truck could run through. And who was that number 79? That's the hammer sitting next to me. Hammer, how many years did you play?
0: I think I played for uh, 13 years there, Double D, but let me say this. no,
2: no, no. 13 years you played. Yes. So what I'm going to ask you is very important for all the young dads out there with a four-year-old, six-year-old son. Knowing what you know now about football, do you believe that you were hurt mentally because of 13? Years of contact football? Or do you, would you give the advice to dads that
0: no, this makes men? No, uh, 100%. And I could take the easy way out. I will 100% tell you that this makes men. It not only makes men, it makes men loyal. It makes men um, um, willing to do things for other people that. That they know they will never get anything back from listen, any good that I have in me is from being on a team is from f- putting in all the hours with my teammates and from being successful with my teammates Now, if, success with your teammates, hours with your teammates, victory with your teammates, tell
2: me you wouldn't take a bullet for any man you went to war with for 13
0: years, 100% and, even and if,
2: that's what football brings you folks. even
0: if this guy on my team wasn't a direct friend of mine, I absolutely would do that. If somebody, I was that guy on a the bond team. If somebody water. did it had a dirty shot on anybody, I was always the motherfucker right there in somebody's face. And on the outside, like here, I'm not even that guy. I avoid fights, things like that. But I'll tell you this: I what has want to fight Hey, you. what has changed from when I began playing football and now my son who plays football? Right. Is this how old is your boy? Uh. My son is eight years old, as, and he as, plays as football and has for he how many plays, years? Uh, we're on our seventh season of flag football. So, but let me you say let that. Let me explain. Please. But you say that football's okay. It is absolutely okay. Okay, fine. Honestly, I feel bad for any guy. I don't care basketball, football, baseball. If you've never been on a team, you have never. You don't know a lot of things about life. So let me just tell you this. So. What has changed from when I was a kid? It, I went, I went to the uh, football field. I put a piece of plastic on my head, and I wanted to run into shit as hard as I could. Right, right. And I knew nothing about the game. Hell, I couldn't even tell you what a first down was when I first started playing football. I, I never even watched it. Now these kids are playing flag football, two seasons, three seasons a year. Right? They have, they are fundamentally developing greater than than I had been developed in freshman year of high school they know the game and then they get to strap it up and now they know what's going on so it becomes football becomes less mental and more playing like what you're you know what you're doing and let's talk about technology
2: to defend the brain as the way they develop a helmet that's even better and and the knowledge of coaches on the proper technique to, on how to tackle Listen. how to play the game of football and not damage yourself mentally and if if any type of concussion any type of brain injury would come about what did you, you I played 6 years you played 13 years how many times you had your bell rung that's oh. what they called it remember hey.
0: you got your bell rung get
2: it back out there
0: Several times, and, and back in my day, there there wasn't the concussion thing. No, I mean, when but I say back in today. my day, that means '99 in high school to 2003. But here, here's the thing: is I remember one play, like the back of my hand. I I'm sliding over. I'm playing linebacker. I'm going off to make a tackle. I slip. I fall down. I look up, and the running back is running at me, and his knee knees me in the head. And my head snaps back. Right. I completely black out. And then I wake up after the whistle comes, and I didn't even know where my huddle was. Still was not pulled out of the game, right? right. I'm sure I was concussed several times. Right. And look, here was the
2: thing: is but like, you fought through it. Did you play oh, the next play? And look, that's did you play the next play? 100. percent You're I damn made straight. It the fucking huddle. And you know what? That's called. That's called America. Oh, you know. And what? This is Midwest is midnight from the middle part of America. You understand there's a man from Detroit sitting next to me? I'm from Cleveland. America! We're not from New York. We're not from Los Angeles, the pussy Seattle, or the pussies in Austin either. You know, we're from the place where we make shit. We are the heart of hey, America. We make, you make know shit what, happen. You know what America is? We're goddamn tough. That's what we are. We make shit go boom like nobody ever has. You start pulling people off of football fields. You take them into a soccer field. You're going to outlaw dodgeball. Did you see that? They no. outlawed it when I was Stop in the school, brother. Stop it. This is America. We are Greeks, Romans. Americans, it's a natural progression. You stop this, you stop this, dads, and you're going to make sissies, and we are going to fall. The American empire will fall. Football is part
0: of America. Part of America. I love how you're just preaching the football because that's what I've always loved. But let's just be honest. Sparta, get your kids on a team. Right. Listen. There is no other feeling than being willing to do something for somebody else that, and you don't feel like they owe you, okay, being entitled. But look, let me tell you what Americans are. Yeah? In my opinion. Tell me. Okay, we're tenacious, but we are fucking... Relentless. Relentless is the fucking word that I'm looking for. Relentless. Iwo Jima. To me, that means never give up. What football taught me... Relentless. Did we give up on Osama Bin Laden? No. Took us nine fucking years, but we got that cocksucker. What what it means to me is this... you have a you have a loss during your season, so now you're facing adversity, right? You and your teammates, you have to pull together. You have to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Now, look, to be honest, in high school, I didn't experience a whole lot of losing. We we were had yeah, an amazing football team. But you're, look, you're 37 years old. You're working as a financer, and you've had three consecutive quarters, and you're facing adversity. 100. percent You face adversity in everyday life. Double the. Look, and I just faced a ton of adversity. Never once did I think I'm just going to give up and, and like take the easy way out. But here's the thing: is that carried out into my life. You know how much adversity every every person faces every day, and it's like how you choose to go on with your life, live a happy life. Like hell, I don't have a lot, but you won't find a guy that's more like appreciative or happy th- than me sitting right here. I I don't understand. Put your kids in sports. Why? Why are you appreciative and happy? What are you talking about? Well, because number one, appreciative. The first thing I was ever taught in football was this: you never feel sorry for yourself. I was
2: taught the first thing is no man is left behind. Ever. No man
0: ever. If he
2: breaks your teammate's knee, you break his arm.
0: (laughs) No man is left behind, and that's America. Here's the thing is, like, uh, the guys that start playing ball, or like, let's just say, um, in the NBA two seasons ago when, uh, Westbrook was going for the, um, triple double, uh, the most triple doubles ever. He shot up a, a shot on his own basket so he could get a rebound for a triple double. That's kind of, that's showing our kids and everyone the wrong way to do shit. Yes. Hey, honestly, yes. like, I'd like to use it for an example. You may Win. not like it, but like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, when he was in college, he was about to break the record. Yes. Okay? I think he was rushing attempts for touchdowns. Hey. Oklahoma he, State, right? He sat himself down Why? and had the coach. Why? Because, listen, it is called respect. Well, it's called respect, but look, he didn't need the limelight. He knew that he was a great player. Everyone knew that he was a great player. But did he need to be in the books? Did he need to be like this or that? No. It's called being humble as a man. Like, any man that has to tell me how great he is, I completely... He's not great. He's not great. Look, have, have, have you tell me about how great somebody else is uh, first of all I'm going to respect you for being humble enough to talk about this other man and then I'm going to also respect him even if I don't know him because somebody else told me that but if you have to wake up every morning and look yourself in the mirror and say hey I'm a good looking dude then you're probably not a good looking fucking dude like I mean like that's just an example but like just be humble hey you know what? if you got to spray
2: paint yourself orange because you feel so insecure about yourself that might be and if you want to make America great again I got fucking news for you my pal America's already great. We don't need to be made great again. This is Midwest Midnight. This is Double D in the Hammer. My
1: mom gave me permission to cuss one time. One time she gave me permission to cuss. I'm in school. I'm being bad. My teacher got mad. Said, Kevin, come here. Told me to come to the front of the class, wrote a note, stapled the note to my chest. Said, make sure your mother read the note. I get home, my mom read the note. The note said, maybe if you showed your son some more attention at home, he wouldn't act like a fool in school. Right? My mom read the note, she said, let me tell you something. You tell her, mind her damn business, before I come down there and I beat her ass. I said, okay, do you, you want me to say it like that? Or do you want me, you want me to take some stuff out? what I say? Tell her, mind her damn business, before I come down there and I beat her ass. I walk in class. Miss Green, my teacher, she starts speaking to everybody. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. She see me. She was like, Kevin. I said, Miss Green. She said, did you let your mother read the note? I said, yes, I did. She said, well, what did your mother say? I took a deep breath. I looked at my friends. I was like, it's about to go back. I said, well, uh, my mom told me to tell you to mind your damn motherfucking business, bitch. Little stupid bitch. Little dumb teaching bitch. Two plus two not knowing what the fuck it is, bitch. Cross-eyed crying down your back, fat foot ass, bitch. Long titty, no nipple having ass, bitch. (laughs) The shit that was crazy. (laughs) My friend was in the back right now,
0: it was like, oh! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one podcast in the Midwest area. Well, fuck it. The whole world. This is Midwest Midnight. Brought to you by Arm & Hammer. Arms for hammers. Double D and the hammer. Ready to rock. Let's go! I can't! I CAN'T! I'M IN HANDCUFFS! THEY'VE GOT ME, HAMMER! I'M IN HANDCUFFS! HELP ME! How the fuck do they handcuff those little wrists, Double D? I don't know what they did. You can slip right out of those things. It's It's midget police! I think they're Mexicans! Alright, Double D, we've been having a fucking hell of a show. Honestly I want to tell you on the air right here in front of all everyone how much I do appreciate you, brother. Appreciate hey, me for what? Hey you, I'm nobody. you am a trailer park kid from Cleveland. Hey, nobody. I'm just letting you know it. I, I hey. do appreciate you and you don't you can fight it, you can fucking like you can let it in one ear and out the other, but uh hey, I'm I'm happier my friend. Thank you.
2: Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Were you talking about Tom Brady before? You know, because you didn't hear about the Buccaneers. Here's the facts, Jack. Okay? Before the Browns moved to Baltimore, when they were actually the Cleveland Browns, okay? When we went to ten consecutive Super Bowls, okay? You know, when we were the real Browns. I was the host of the pregame show on the Cleveland Browns radio network. Okay? Look it up. This is when my daughter was born, Crystal Autumn. Okay. Now, do you know who the coach of the Cleveland Browns was at that time, Hammer? Yes, uh, Bill Belichick. Right. And I am here to tell you, I swear on Crystal Autumn's soul, on more than one occasion, me and Bill Belichick stood nose-to-nose, screaming at each other at the top of our lungs. Here's Dave Dial. D I A L L. Look it up! Look it up! I am that man. This is the podcast you're listening to. His cock is so hard right now. Listen to me! That son of a bitch, Bill Belichick, is a dickhead, an asshole, a cock brain, and that's why Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer.
0: I stop at that statement. Let me ask you a couple questions. Number one, an NFL head coach, okay, he they have to face so many media sessions, things like that. Yeah? Hey, listen, And yes, it is their job to talk to the media. Right. Hey, no, no, listen, without being your fucking egotistical no. self, being mad at Belichick. Asshole. I'm an asshole. Here's the thing is. If you have to answer to somebody every day, mm-hmm. don't you think you become dry and, and things like that? And, and and another thing is like in the NFL in football, the art of war is not giving up information. Okay. You played. No, left- listen, we're not talking about your situation. No, I'm talking
2: about what you would know because you played football for 13 years, right? You were a right tackle or left tackle. Which one? Right tackle. Right tackle. Okay, we Middle had. Linebacker. Listen, this is the schematics. This is what the argument was about to begin with. Where cops had to get between me and Bill Belichick because I was going to clock the son of a bitch and he was probably going to clock me. Okay, this is what happened. We had Eric Medcalf, the man weighed 165 pounds, dripping wet, for seven times in a game. 165 pound scat back who ran a four one six forty ran up the middle, right up the center's ass. Okay, and I asked Belichick, "Hey, Coach." Why you run Megcalf up the middle? And he lost his shit. Came off the podium, came down into the reporters and got in my face. Okay? Okay. You know me pretty Number goddamn one, did well he have a pretty off, goddamn well. Did he have a clue? Do you know podium? me? Hey, do you know me pretty goddamn well or not? Yeah, he was... If you come off a podium and come at me, what's going to fucking happen?
0: Well, first off, you took a bump from the sheet you were working off of, and then you stood up with your fists, fists clenched. But what I'm telling you is, he ran
2: a 165-pound scat back up the middle seven times. Do you want to argue about this? Yeah, are, are because gonna it's te- Belichick. Are you going
0: to tell me it hasn't worked before? And
2: this is what Belichick's answer was. Hey, please tell me this. We thought... They
0: wouldn't expect it. Okay. Double D. Think back. In uh, New England? Because in Cleveland, we know nothing uh, about football, We Valichette. see that you have a grudge still. And a that's grudge? Like, like, a let's grudge? Well, I'd hey. kick the son of a bitch's ass if he came in. I don't know. If he had that on. Oh, hook, you want to bet on it? I'd take that tire iron dude, over Dude, he'd do something weird to you. Like some kind of voodoo thing or something. No, he wouldn't. But listen. I'd knock the son of a bitch hey. cold and then I'm fuck up. him in the ass. I didn't. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Raw. But listen. I didn't want to come into this fucking, this one, that aggressive. I, let me ask you some questions and take yourself out of that fucking shitty hole you're in right now. I'm not in a shitty Listen. hole. Belichick's in a shitty no, hole. No. And that's why you lost the greatest player of all time. Let me tell you that. Let me ask you this. Recent success in New England. Running backs. Ha- hey, no. It has been a 150-pound white man up the middle. All the fucking time. Right. And then what does he do? It's Belichick. Then he airs it out. with Belichick. It's Belichick.
2: Listen, that has he worked hard. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is the facts, Jack. I want you to go back on Wikipedia. We were 7-4 and four in first place in the AFC Central. And he cut our starting quarterback, Bernie Kozar. Bro, we were seven and four. He cut our starting quarterback because of diminishing speed. Let me tell you one thing. He wasn't mad at you, Dave. He well, was. I'll tell you what. Bernie Kozar was from Northeast Ohio. I'm from Northeast Ohio. Therefore, I got his ass. Right. And you felt his fucking cock one time, and you feel close. No, to him. I didn't. He's yeah, he didn't. from Northeast Ohio. I'm from Northeast Ohio. Listen, you don't understand. No, I, when you're from Cleveland, I do understand.
0: Man. He wasn't mad at you. He was mad that he was the coach of the Cleveland Browns. No, <laughs> number one, he was seven and four in first place. Hey, what did he do after that? I'll tell you what he did.
2: He failed. You know why the Cleveland Browns became the Baltimore Ravens? I'll tell you why. Because we hated Bill Belichick so fucking bad that Art Modell said, I can't have a football team here no more because Bill Belichick fucked this franchise up so bad. I got to move it to Baltimore. Weird. Who hired Bill Belichick? I don't give a shit I'm telling you I was in the media I was the host of the Cleveland Browns pregame show This is not some fan Who is 350 pounds And wears a dog mask I was on the goddamn radio Okay, I was the host of the pregame show. I was in the goddamn press conferences. I'm telling you, people hated Belichick so no. fucking bad. Modell had to move the team. Okay, to
0: the Ravens of Baltimore. That's how much of a dick Belichick is. Double D. That's why Brady Double left. D. We're gonna cut your mic until you calm down. I I want to ask you some questions where you answer me, and not what you fucking think. Number one, who's the greatest? NFL head coach? Paul Brown. Okay. Okay. Paul Brown. Okey-dokey. Invented this shit called the face mask. Invented this shit called the forward pass. Invented this shit called the radio. Okay, alright. So that there's your opinion. You also don't agree that... They're called the, the Cleveland
2: the- Browns for a reason. Won the state championship in Ohio at a Maslin High School. Won the national championship at Ohio State with the Buckeyes. Won the National Football League Championship. Went to ten consecutive Super Bowls. You telling me Paul Brown? You telling me Paul Brown isn't the greatest coach of all time? You go to
0: hell. How many rings does he
2: have? How many rings? I don't know. The man's been dead. I didn't more count than his fucking
0: skeleton fingers to see how much brass is on All right, all right we're going to change this subject. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. We are, because Billichek just gets you to a different place You're here. right. Hey, yeah, I'll ask you'll you. You'll never no, have you a day in a ring with Bilicek, all right. so let it fucking go. You I've have never more. Have you ever seen interviews where these coaches blow the fuck up? Did you see one interview with this college head coach where he's like, I'm a man. You you ask me these fucking questions. I'm a man. I'll I'll fucking answer
2: them. It's called steroids. Listen to me. I I will end it with this question to you. You have way more football experience and knowledge than me. Tell me what is more likely. Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, or Belichick wins a Super Bowl with the Patriots without
0: Brady. Which one is more likely? Well, number one. Your opinion. No, I have to ask you a question. Your opinion. Before that is, who's... Taking the helm in New England. Are they I don't trash? Give a I'd ask you a question. Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl, J- or Brissette? Bill Belichick wins a Super Bowl without Brady in New England? Which one is more and likely? As much as I love Tom Brady, Bill Belichick wins another Super Bowl.
2: I will stand on my head and piss in my mouth and if Belichick wins a Super Bowl you do without Tom Brady. As it
0: is, here's the thing is. Belichick took a six-round draft pick and turned him into the greatest of all time. No, you're wrong. So you're telling me that Brady isn't a system How tall is Tom Brady? Six, four, five.
2: You're goddamn right. Perfect. Who was his coach in college? Both. From the state of?
0: No, it was Lloyd Carr. No, it wasn't. From the state it was of Carr. Ohio. It wasn't Lloyd Carr. I believe it was Lloyd Carr, my friend. One way or the other, people failed. People failed. Yeah. Tom yeah. Brady
2: had every tool that he needed. Tell me. Hey, that's great. Tell me. What did Bill Belichick and his amazing genius amazingly personnel, You're telling me he doesn't represent IQ do. did he ever give Tom Brady any fucking weapons? Did Tom Brady need fucking weapons? No, because I'm supporting my position that Tom Brady will win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25 fucking millenniums before Bill Belichick dies of fucking cancer,
0: hopefully of the heart. Here's the thing is, everyone wants to knock on, like, Stafford. I guarantee you, if you take Stafford and put him in New England, they win. You know what will happen? Stafford will become gay and move in with Belichick.
2: Stafford's wife is sexy as fuck. No, no, yeah, Belichick is yeah. very, very persuasive as a homo, and hey. he'll fuck Stafford How's in the ass. How's your guy doing a quarterback for Cleveland this uh, this year? Well, here's the thing: he got a little chubby, but let's see what happens next year. I think he got shorter. Let's too. see what happens next year. Yeah, right. Hey, right. you know what? I'll tell you something. Here's a little bit of advice. By the way, you're listening to Midwest Midnight, the number one podcast on the planet Earth. I'm Double D. This is the hammer next to me. Listen to me. Listen to me closely. If you ever come across a man in Phoenix, Arizona, Seattle, Wichita, Kansas, and he grew up someplace, and he does not support the team where he was a little boy and grew up, and he supports the team where he's working, or he supports some team where is 300 miles of where he lives. Don't ever. Don't you ever. Trust that man. Don't you leave your daughter alone with him. Don't you leave your wife alone with him. Don't leave your motherfucking chihuahua alone with kids, him. This wife.
0: is my fucking team. I'm from Cleveland. Hey. I don't apologize. Hey, much respect. Much respect to that double D because honestly, loyalty is everything. We're going to change this whole motherfucking subject right now though. I'm still in utter disbelief. Brady is going to play for the Buccaneers, and that's fine. But, like, let's talk about this. Let's just end with this corona thing one time. Oh so, hey, God. look. So, as I'm sitting in this box. There's no sports on, Hey, listen. Going on, as man. I'm sitting in this box, let me just tell you something. I see the NBA season cancels. Yeah. They canceled uh, spring training. March Madness. They, March Madness. Hey, and I'm going, oh, my God. When billionaires are willing to lose billions and not just put people on the floor, hotels, restaurants, hey, let me just, just get hot to this. Dog Let vendors. me get to this because you're too heated. Uh, when billionaires are willing to like lose money and not just use their people, the resources, like they don't give a fuck, that scared me. But tell me this tell me why, when I saw the news report that no bars were going to be open on St. Paddy's Day, it struck yeah. me the hardest. Yeah. I swear to God, this shit is getting a little wacky. At first, Double D. I'm I'm thinking this. What are we trying to cover up? Honestly, like is it like Trump? Because honestly, I think that he would win the election already. No, so, like, no, no, like, So honestly, what I could see happening is like the right clown. before election, the election time, like voting time. All of a sudden, Trump finds the antidote, and he's the best fucking president to ever live. And all of a sudden, that like pushes him all the way antidote? through. Antidote. Whatever it is for All this right. fucking this corona. Yeah, look. Right. And let me get into my shit here. All right. and, but then I'm like, that that can't be. The guy's already gonna win. So what? Wh- hey, no, look. So what are we? What is America covering? Biden America? is gonna trump his ass. No, Biden's a pussy. Biden is gonna stomp his now listen. Ass. Biden's a pussy. But Biden let me, will win by 140 electoral. Let me go even further here. You know, like every country is a copycat country. So like. Something was about to arise in America, and we are like, oh, shit, look over in China. They got this epidemic coming. We sh- we need to bring that over here to shut it- Hey, to shut everything down. And look, and now they're going like this. We're not going to turn off the lights, the electricity, the water, your cell phones, your cable bills, but we're still going to keep... your fucking pause? Listen, the bills are going to keep accruing, but we're not going to shut it off. So now all of a sudden we're going to come out of this recession, and everybody's going to be in a great... Great debt in a fucking hole. Well, it's what are we covering up? You don't have any any conspiracy theory about this, or like, how about this? Well, here's the my coronavirus is actually fucking worse than they're letting out, and it's actually like a disease. I mean, like well, something like that. Here's, was, here's
2: my conspiracy without being pissed. Fucking talk about. Uh, well, it. if you don't talk about Belichick, I won't get pissed.
0: Hey, you're the one I'm logical, hey, reasonable person. Belichick's a great coach. You want to start this again? <laughs> Do you want to start this again? I would take him any day. Are you serious? Do you have the boxing game. gloves? Revolutionize because I bust your fucking jaw. Hey, I'm sorry about Bernie fucking Dozar and uh his name is Kozar. He's known I know as the about. Boardman Rifle. I'm um, pretty sure he came to Detroit and he fucking shit the bed here too. What? Didn't he? Are you out of your ass? Uh, do you do LSD?
2: I wish. Well, he didn't come to Detroit. He won a Super Bowl in Dallas. End of statement. Oh. Don't get me fucking started. You ask me a question, here's the answer. All right. I think you people out there that are listening to me have a very good life. You don't realize you can watch Netflix. You can stream 46 consecutive fucking hours of zombies storming in a house. You have delivery of food. You can stop by and get a burrito supreme with solid cream and jalapenos and all the rest. But, you don't realize it's a really good life until it's taken away from you. Oh. Then, when it's taken away from you, then all of a sudden you realize, God damn, this sucks. I mean, this really sucks ass. I can't go out of my fucking house, man. And everybody's running. You know what the stupidest thing is? Everybody's running for toilet paper. This is a respiratory fucking disease. You're not going to shit, dudes. Why are you buying toilet paper? And you know those
0: fucking masks you put on your face? Ask the Surgeon General. That shit don't work. Did you hear about selling toilet paper on Amazon for like $70 to $100? You know what? They got to take those motherfuckers and shit down their face. No shit. No shit. It is insane. If you give me Belichick, I'll shit down his face. Hey, let me talk to you about taking things away from like Americans or But I what do you think of my home? idea? What do you think of my idea? You, I reacted to yours. What do you think? Take it away from them, then they'll then they'll appreciate it. Okay, but what is the reason behind that? Why why are we in this era where you, um, would you feel th- like they need to take something away
2: from us to be more appreciated? Okay, George Orwell wrote a book called Animal Farm. Okay, it was about Big Brother, and that's how they're going to control you. But the real brilliant book that came out the same time was written by Alistair Huxley, and it's called Oh George Bush the First, the President. New World Order. Amused to death. Amused to death. They will control you by amusing you. I see you millennials, you hammer, walking around with the fucking cell phone, and all you do, you don't notice the birds, you don't notice the trees, you are staring at the cell phone. How about if we take that shit away from you? Sorry, I felt like boobs. What about if we take that shit away from you? Wouldn't you be appreciative of the man who gave it back to you? 100%. Well, there you go. That's, That's why said... Let me tell you about... That's taking my idea. Away That's it. You. Right
0: there. The last 30 days, when we've already discussed this, one thing that thing is cruel and unusual punishment is taking a man's pillow away from him. I swear to God, Dave, even at the in, yeah, in the end of the night, I, I will, I will wake up I not on a pillow, but boy, That's trying to go to sleep up. without a fucking pillow... That's dude, ...is the worst thing imaginable. Like, I never dreaded going to bed... So but you much. know what
2: the saddest part about that is? Here's the saddest part, man. Argentina, Sudan, Ethiopia, you know. These fucking people live their lives like True. this, you know. And us, we call it first world problems, you know, yeah. this shit. But the fact of the matter is, here's the real facts, okay. When you have it, and it's wonderful, and it's taken away from you. It's worse than if you never, never experienced had it at all. If you never very experienced sure. it, the little things you know, that they took away. That's, from why, there.
0: that's so why I agree with you. So I agree with you. So appreciate everything, like when I when I came out. I, I mean, like literally, like the pillow thing. Um, hell, taking a shower in in. Private. I mean, like taking it when I w- in Wayne County. Out of all in Wayne County, you had to put your blanket over your head and shit because the shitter was just in the middle of the right. In the middle now of the let place. me. Now here's something that people don't
2: realize. If you're sitting out there listening to Midwest Midnight, the name of this podcast. Lock it in. My name is Double D. This is the hammer sitting next Hi. to me. We're coming to you from Detroit. I'm from Cleveland. This is the middle part of America. We're not New York. We're not L.A., and we sure as hell ain't Seattle and Austin. Our logo is no logo. Shout out to Dad's Garage. Now listen, you've been on the inside now. This is not theory. This is not speculation. This is reality. If, just let me throw this out there, if there was no guns... No pistols, no rifles, no guns in America. How many people, if there was a hundred, just say for a round number, a hundred where you were, if there were no guns, how many would be in there?
0: Less than half.
2: Less than half. And they were in there because of gun violence. Yes. And the reason why it's less than half is because the other 25% are fucking dead. Because gun violence is death. You know what the Second Amendment means, folks? Go read it. It means you have the right to join the army.
0: Yeah. It means the right to join the army. Let's not get too crazy on that. No, I will get fucking crazy. I absolutely understand. Like I don't I don't like the fact that everybody can just run around with a gun. But look, if I do see it though. If you have to carry a gun, then you feel you will find a reason to use it. Please!